Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, a podcast created to help you get out of your head and into your life. That is, if you want to have more fun, freedom, happiness, peace of mind, and success whilst squeezing the juice out of every area of your life. Join Jackie Ford every Thursday and listen in to her warm Scottish tones, wise heart and wonderful sense of humour as she interviews guests and discusses what it means to be unashamedly human. Hi everyone and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast. My name's Jackie Ford. I am a coach, trainer, podcaster, human being, mother, goddess, <laughs> whatever you think I am. <laughs> Last week on the podcast, I was speaking to you about my experience when I was in Los Angeles, um, where I had flu and I just felt absolutely terrible. And I had all these things I wanted to do that I just didn't manage to get done. So hang back to episode 43 if you want to hear how, how that experience went. But the upshot of that, that podcast was understanding how important it is to be aware, to be conscious, to be in the moment and how much nicer life can actually be when we live from that space. And I absolutely love the way the universe doesn't let us get away with anything. It's loving energy just keeps allowing us to repeat similar life experiences over and over and over and over and over again until we learn that spiritual lesson. My husband Jerry will say to me, Jackie, how many times do you need to get hit in the face by a wet fish before you realise that there's something here for you to see? Well, lately, I've been having the most profound healing around being in the moment, becoming more and more conscious of my experience, becoming more and more deeply aware of how I am misunderstanding at times the gifts of mind, thought and consciousness in my everyday life. Not long after I got back from Los Angeles, um, the following weekend, we were having 17 and a half people to our house for a big celebration. We were celebrating the our national poet, Robert Burns. So we were having a Burns supper on the Sunday afternoon. It was also our youngest daughter's birthday. And it was really, really interesting because on the Friday night, our daughters and partners were coming down. On the Saturday, our nephews were coming down with their partners. And then on the Sunday, um, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my in-laws, everybody else was coming down. And so I was really pleased with myself because I came back from Los Angeles and I didn't have one bit of jet lag. I seemed to have found a way innately not to suffer from jet lag when I come home. And if anybody wants some tips on that, <laughs> just drop me an email and I'll let you know what I do. It may not be your path, but it works for me. So by the time the Friday came, I'd already done all the shopping. I was so organised, all the food that was required for the weekend was in the house. And the house was more or less tidied. It wouldn't have taken an awful lot, you know, sort of to finish it off. And I was on a call, um, a Zoom call with one of my clients. 
And we were just chatting away and all of a sudden this message, this iMessage popped in on my screen. And it was my husband, Jerry, saying, Jackie, I'm having a really bad nosebleed. Can you cut your call short? So made sure it was okay with my client. Thought, this is really strange. Jerry doesn't do this kind of thing. And so I finished my call and I went downstairs to see how he was doing. By this point, he has his head over the kitchen sink. He has God knows how much toilet roll stuffed up each of his nostrils and his nose was still bleeding profusely. It just wouldn't stop. He does have high blood pressure and he is on medication for it. But I thought, you know what? I need to check this. Those of you that know me know I have a medical background and I've worked in health and well-being all of my life. And so I checked his blood pressure and his blood pressure was high. It was sitting at something like 150 over for 98 or something. And I thought, right, hun, we need to go and see the hospital. We need to go and get this checked because high blood pressure is one of those things that can cause nosebleeds. So we were <laughs> two minutes up the road and we decided, oh, maybe we'll go to our little accident emergency at our GP surgery. Maybe they'll know better what to do. So we went there first and honestly, <laughs> it's just oh, cringeworthy is, is, is all I can describe. Um, we were there for ages. It turns out that the nurse was actually phoning the ENT department up at the hospital because she wasn't quite sure how long to leave, leave a nose clamp on. And as Jerry's lying in the bed, his nose still bleeding profusely, waiting on the general practitioner coming in to have a look at him, I noticed that he has a natural tendency when he is kind of feeling insecure or, you know, he's, he's worried about something, he gets quiet, really quiet on the outside. And some of, this, some of you may recognise this about yourself. To everybody else, you look as though you're really quiet. But inside, your mind is going like a, a, a Ferris wheel, like a merry-go-round. <laughs> it's thought after thought after thought after thought. There's a real barrage of information coming at you. And that's where Jerry was. And I looked at him and I started to laugh at <laughs> sight of this man with his nose bleeding. And um, they'd put a kind of <laughs> nose, a nose um, cushion thing under his nose. And it looked like, you know, like a horse's back <laughs> to catch the drips. And I was watching him and, and I started to laugh. And I said, you know, honey, it's the funniest thing. When you get up in your head, you get quiet. When I get up in my head, I try to make everybody else feel okay. So I crack jokes, I make fun. And it's because I know that I'm okay. I know that I'm okay. And we started to laugh about it. So eventually the GP um, stuck what they call um, a nose tampon <laughs> up Jerry's nose to try to stop the bleeding. And they put this nose bag thing on him again and advised us to go up to the accident and emergency department at a hospital 37 miles away. And I thought, okay, that's what we're doing next. So I drove all the way to the accident and emergency with him. By this point, his nose is still bleeding. And we had to wait until someone could see him and it was protocol in the hospital for them to put a, a cannula in his hand in case he needed a drip, and also because they wanted to find out if he was anemic or not, you know, he'd lost a lot of blood. 
and we're sitting in this little accident and emergency room and I just had this, this feeling that something was going to happen. And I know you all know what that feels like. There's just this sixth sense, this instinct, this intuition that something's, something's not right and something's going to happen. So the junior doctor came in and Jerry's still bleeding profusely. And the junior doctor starts to put the cannula, the needle into Jerry's hand. And I looked at Jerry and I thought, oh, <laughs> this doesn't look good. All of the color drained out of his face. I mean, man, he was translucent. He was cold, he was clammy. The doctor still trying to put the needle into his hand. I'm within a heartbeat, I've got Jerry's feet up in a chair, I've taken his shoes off, I'm massaging his shoulders, I'm telling him he's okay. He completely faints, out of the game. The doctor is still trying to put the cannula in Jerry's hand and Jerry's starting to have what, what looked like a mild fit, but it wasn't, he was just fainting. Once the junior doctor got the cannula into Jerry's hand, he said, oh, he just fainted, didn't he? But then it was obvious that he shit himself. <laughs> well, no, no, it wasn't obvious he shit himself, but it was obvious that he'd been so focused on trying to get the needle into Jerry's hand, he kind of left that to me, that I was to sort my husband out. So thank God I had the knowledge that I did. So Jerry came round, but by this point, I'm like, hon, get on the bed. <laughs> There's no way you're walking anywhere else. You know, they'll take you up in a trolley to wherever you need to go. And this is where it got really strange. So I am sitting feeling so, so in love with my husband, in absolute empathy with him and, and, and with such compassion for him. And then a thought would pop into, uh, into my mind. Now, bear in mind, I told you at the beginning, 17 and a half people were coming for, for brunch on, on Sunday. And this was Friday. And there were people coming that night too. So these little thoughts kept popping into my mind and they weren't nice. <laughs> One of them was, oh, for God's sake, Jerry, could you not get your timing better? I've still to peel the potatoes. <laughs> and then I would catch myself <clears throat> and I'd just smile and I wouldn't say anything. And then while we were still waiting, you know, for, for the porters to take Jerry upstairs, another thought popped into my mind and it was like, Oh, for God's sake, Jerry, how am I going to manage to do all this if, if you're not going to be well enough? And I just thought, this is just hysterical. This is so funny that I'm sitting in this space of love with my husband. And he's, I'm resting in essence. And these thoughts are coming up from my, my ego, my intellect about how I haven't peeled the potatoes, how I haven't cut up the turnip or the swede, how I need to clean the toilets. And the last one was the biggest hoot of all. It was, we have an account and I don't have the password for the account. Well, I do, but I keep losing it. I keep forgetting it. And this thought kept coming up and I thought, do you know, if he dies, I don't have the password for that account. <laughs> that bank account. So I sat with that one and I thought, oh my God, how do I ask him for that password again? <laughs> And, 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 you know, I could really, why am I asking for this? 
And eventually I just said to him, hun, I said, I've got this thought that's coming into my mind that if, if you die tonight, <laughs> I don't have the password for that account that most of our money's in. So could you just tell me the password? And he just looked at me and he couldn't stop laughing. And neither could I, because we were both just in absolute awe at what was coming up in my mind during this experience. So resting in essence, but having these thoughts pop in that are random, um, that, that they could be practical too, but there was nothing I could do about any of them in the moment. And that's what I loved. They popped in, they popped out. Because I could see, yeah, that thought is true. I haven't peeled the potatoes. I haven't cleaned the toilet shit. I haven't, you know, did whatever I need to do to the turnip. Um, I don't have that password for that account. I could ask for the password of the account, which I did, but the other stuff I couldn't do anything about. So it was kind of like, okay, I'll deal with that. I've got time. It's okay. So eventually Jerry gets taken up to the ward. And um, they, they cauterized his nose, uh, inside his nose to stop the bleeding. And it looked as though that had worked. It looked perfect. It looked like, yes, my hubby can get out of hospital tonight. This is fantastic. And as soon as the wee monkey stood up, that was it. <laughs> that was it. His nose started to bleed again. And I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do now? They decided they wanted to keep him in overnight. And at this point, this is the space where I had heard in my mind that little voice in your head that says, Jackie, pack a bag just in case Jerry has to stay in hospital tonight. And I didn't listen. I didn't listen to that wee voice. I decided instead that we'd just go to the hospital. And because we just went to the hospital, I had nothing for him. So the doctor said, look, we're going to keep him in overnight. They put another one of these nose tampons in, but this time they put it in a bit more eloquently. <laughs> so it wasn't sticking out halfway out his nose. And it was just, it, yeah, I thought, I can't leave him in the hospital without stuff. And I looked at my Google Maps and it said, it's going to take me 48 minutes to get home from here to pick up stuff, to come back up. Or I can drive 22 minutes up towards Glasgow, which is in the completely opposite direction. And I can get him some clothes, get him something, you know, that will help him from, from there. So that's what I did. I went up to Glasgow, I went to Marks and Spencer, spent a bloody fortune <laughs> getting him all these posh pyjamas because I don't know if your husband's anything like mine, but he doesn't have a lot of posh pyjamas. <laughs> so, and he was on show, you know, if it's important to look good. And uh, I got him all these bits and pieces and um, took them back to the hospital for him with some snacks just in case the wee pocket was hungry. Came home. My daughters are all at home with their partners, um, cooking up a storm in the kitchen. Not, may I add, for anything to do with the weekend, really just to fill their bellies. <laughs> it, just, it went from the ridiculous, there was no sublime here at all. It was just, this is interesting. This is just fascinating what's happening. 
And I loved all of it. I loved every bit of that experience because it kept showing me that I naturally reside in the now, as we all do. And from time to time, I get caught up in my personal thinking, as do you, as does everybody. And that it's okay to get caught up from time to time. Because every time we get caught up, we get this opportunity to learn, to see something new. I love that. I love when I get to see something new. So my invitation for you guys is to see what spiritual lessons are repeating. What keeps happening? Because that's, that's mind knocking at your door, helping you to evolve and grow. It's saying, here, look at this. Can you see this more clearly now? Is there something new in here? And each time we pay attention, we get this opportunity to become a more evolved human being. Unashamedly so, may I add. <laughs> I hope you all take care. I hope you enjoyed my story this week. We'll be back to normal next week and um, I'll be interviewing uh, a beautiful soul that I'm sure you'll all enjoy listening to. So until then, take care and be unashamedly human. <laughs> all my love. You could be larger than life Oh